Hello, welcome to the Roman Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, look back at the week four loss to the Dallas Cowboys. It was another disappointing performance for this team. The commanders have shown that they're, at best, the third best team in the division over this first quarter of the season. And it could be argued that the worst since the Giants are 3-1. Granted, the Giants have had an easy schedule yeah, so far. They need to get a win this week to salvage what is quickly becoming a lost season. I'll preview the Week 5 matchup versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans are 2-2 two and two and look to get over 500 with a win this week over Washington. Lot to get to, so here we go. All right, looking back at last week, obviously it was a pretty bad performance all around. You know, Carson Wentz had a really bad game. Um, multiple intentional groundings, some on him, some on the line situation. Um, but either way, he's a you know veteran quarterback. He knows he needs to get rid of the ball. He knows he needs to get you know just throw it out of bounds, get it to the line of scrimmage, throw it to you know attended receiver to make it look like it was. And those you know that at first half, Washington had some good drives. You know, started off with couple good runs then either a sack or intentional grounding or holding and it just killed any momentum this team could have made in that first half and that really you know was the story of the game because anytime this team took a step forward they took two steps back so and Carson was a big problem with that um and, and overall it was just a bad performance by him the two interceptions were on him the one at the end of the half I'm not as upset about it because you're trying to make a play there as the first half is running down to throw throw a deep pass there to Jahan Dotson um but also, I didn't like how the time management was used in that last, you know, minute-ish, whatever it was, the end of the first half. Ron was very conservative, could have, you know, pushed it down the field. They ran it, first play, eventually got the first down, I think with like 30 seconds left, and then they threw the ball down the field. And that's when the interception happened. It uh, wasn't a great throw, obviously. Didn't really give Jahan a chance on it. They should have thrown more to the outside towards the sideline. Trayvon Diggs has, you know, probably the best ball skills of any corner in the league, so obviously made a nice play on the ball. Interception late in the game, Carson locked in on the receiver. Easy play for the Cowboys defender to you know come in and pick it off. So um, again, Carson didn't really have a good game. His throw, touchdown pass to John Dotson was a beautiful throw. Um, and even the uh, last ditch effort, fourth down, fifteen play, whatever it was, to Terry McLaurin in the corner of the end zone, that was a hell of a throw. I mean, it was a great play by Diggs hit the ball, but also Diggs did you know it should have been legal contact on Diggs because he hooked Terry McLaurin. But they don't call penalties on Diggs from what I've seen basically over the last two years. So, um, but if it was Washington, you know they would have called that. But um, Either way, um, either way, that's just the way it goes for Washington in that, in that instance. They need to continue to run the ball. Their running game was there. It was successful. Um, I mentioned it last week, maybe get Jonathan Williams to carries because he's more of a tough physical runner. He had a nice, I think he averaged like eight or nine yards a carry. Only had four or five carries, though. McKissick had a nice five YPC, eight carries, 40 yards. Um, and then you know, Gibson had a good solid game as well for the most part running the ball. So I don't know why Scott veered from the run. For this team to be successful, for Carson successful, they have to run the ball because Carson just can't be relied on anymore to throw it 34, 30 to 40 times a game without making mistakes. So, And not just him, the offensive line. I was like, can't hold up for 30 to 40 dropbacks. Draft, uh, drop so um, they have to run the ball. And it really helps if Brian Robinson Jr. comes back this week or either way he's coming back soon. That will help. But you know, they, they if they continue to run the ball last week, maybe it's a different story, or at least it could have been a closer competitive game um, than it was. Um, but definitely need to continue to run the ball. O-line was bad, no, no really – Shooting could that Sam Cosby's taking a step back in year two, and he's now going to be out with a thumb injury for an indefinite amount of time. Turner was pulled quickly for Zadik Charles, as he should have been. Turner's looked bad ever since he's come back into the lineup. Granted, he had no really practice time over training camp, so he can't really fault him too much. But Zadik Charles looked pretty good. He's more athletic, um, younger, um, definitely more of a hopefully a higher upside. Let's see what he can do kind of thing. Nick Martin was okay. Charles Leno is playing hurt, but... He's definitely their best option of tackle, so he's got to go out there. Norwell is solid against the run. 
and um, he probably had the best game any alignment. It's not saying much, but that's you know at least he was not a sore spot. Um, one side of penalties, obviously, from what I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, two interceptions wiped out because of you know one on St. Juice, the other was on William Jackson. You know, definitely, I, I see why they called him, but you know, obviously, when you see Dallas doing very similar things, not getting called, it definitely makes you upset. So, um, you know, and then holding penalties, intentional grounding. All of them were warranted. There was one I thought they could have taken away, the one that Logan was in the vicinity, but um, obviously they, they didn't take that. They, they, made it, they made that call. So penalties, I'm not saying that's the reason they lost the game, but it was a huge. It was a part of it. It contributed to it, but this team isn't good enough to overcome things like that. So, um, And again, I, I, going back to Diggs, Diggs is a good corner. I'm not trying to say that, but he he can be beat in man coverage, and he made some nice plays, but he, he's very handsy, and they, they usually don't call it on him for some reason probably because he plays for Dallas, but, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, again, the taken back interceptions were huge just because they killed anyone on this team could have had. St. Juice would have had the interception that was going to put Washington in plus territory. That was called back. The interception by Cam Curl would have been in plus territory. Actually, going back to St. Juice pick, Dallas Cowboys ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. And then the Cam Curl pick, uh, I think Phil, Dallas still a punt on that drive, but, you know, the interceptions, it brings you more momentum than, a, you know, uh, a punt, you know, over to the team. So next, you know, to the Washington. So that stunk, but it is what it is. William Jackson there had a really poor game again. Um, made one nice play on a ball to Mike Gallup, but otherwise still very handsy. Needs to be better with that. Man coverage is his forte, and he hasn't looked good in that last couple of weeks. Um, and you know, Fuller, I thought, played a little better, but still not playing like he should. St. Juice has probably been the best corner for this team in the first four weeks. Again, not saying much, but that is what it is. And this team really has no other options at corner. So those two veterans, Davis and William Jackson, have to step up because you're not going to put Wild Goose. You saw what he did against Philly. He's not ready. Um, Castro, the other waiver claim they picked up at the start of the season, has been inactive basically all year. He's not going to play. You could bring up guys like Danny Johnson, Corn Elder, from the practice squad, but you know what they are too. So you just really need your veterans to step up. Um, bright spot on defense, I thought Jonathan Allen was a stud like he usually is, had a sack, four tackles for loss, which is a career high. Theron Payne continues to play well playing for that contract, whether it's here or somewhere else. And I thought Jamie Davis is getting better and better. Um, he's making plays in the backfield. Um, he's become a really good pass rusher from that linebacker position, which I kind of envisioned coming him coming out of Kentucky. So I'm glad he's playing better. So that was good to see. Um, I thought Cam Curl played well, too. Um, he's getting better and better each week after coming back from that thumb injury. He's going to be, you know, one of the best players on defense once he gets fully back to his, you know, playing shape and um, regular style of play. Um, injuries to Jahan is huge. I mean, his hamstring injuries are going to keep about one or two weeks. This team can't afford to lose weapons that's already struggling to score points right now. And he's been an you know, absolute revelation at uh, receiver. Four touchdowns is tied for the NFL lead with Stephon Diggs. They're gonna, it's going to sink the probably – he's probably going to miss Sunday and two, Thursday going against the Bears. Um, Cosby going to be out in a definite amount of time. They're bringing Cornelius Lucas. Lucas is a good player. I'm not really worried about that. Cosby's been playing bad anyways, so maybe Lucas can be okay there. Turner was benched, and obviously D. Charles is the starting guard going forward, and that's another right move just because Turner – I mean, at, work, at most he's going to play just this year here for Washington. You might as well see what you have in Charles, um, especially if this season continues to spiral out of control, you know, play those young players. All right, moving to Tennessee, you get Tennessee's uh, defense led by Jeffrey Simmons, one of the best defensive interior defensive line in the NFL. Um, is only getting better. They got Tart nose tackle to Marcus Walker on the other side of Simmons in their 3 4 defense. Then Nico Autry and Rashard Weavers are their outside rush linebackers off the edge. Autry's had a nice start of the season, three sacks. Rashard Weavers having a little bit of a breakout already in year two of his career. Coming out of pit, he has four sacks. 
Um, and then you have Zach, Zach Cunningham and David Long as their two inside backers and their three four front. Um, corners, Roger McCreary, rookie second round pick from Auburn. Really like them coming out of Auburn. Um, he's had a you know, pretty solid start to his first court, four games, already has 26 tackles. Christian Fulton on the other side has been inconsistent. Caleb Farley as their third corner, the former first round pick from Virginia Tech, coming up a torn ACL. And then Kevin Bayard, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Free safety. Monty Hooker is a really, really good strong safety as well. But he's in concussion protocol, so he might not play. So Josh Kalua will play for them if he is hurt. Um, you know, Simmons is a stud. They need to contain him. That's been their biggest, you know, problem going forward. He would disrupt, you know, a ball game. He is not obviously Aaron Donald, but he is very, very good. And he's, you know, one of the players closest to Aaron Donald. And then um, interior defensive line position. So he's someone that is going to wreak havoc if they're not – you know, too careful. Nick Martin and um, Nick Martin and um, Norwell and Charles are going to have their hands full against them. Um, they have to have to they do the best they can to contain him and not have him wreck the game plan. Um, have to get the run game going. Like I mentioned against Dallas, stick with it. They have to. There's no really reason not to. This we haven't. They haven't shown they can throw the ball consistently. Whether it's Carson's fault or Offensive Line's fault. If Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson Jr. is back, that's going to be absolutely huge. He's going to be the bell cow going forward. Get him the ball, even though he might not have a full workload even if he plays Sunday. If he can give you five to ten carry, that will be a huge spark. Then you could still give you know Gibson the ball, McKissick the ball. I don't know if Jonathan Williams will be active if Ryan Robinson is, but like I said, they need to run the ball. Just to even also set up play action. Carson's you know better in play action. There's no really reason to honor play action because they're not running the ball right now. Corners for Tennessee are young and they they could be exposed. I, I'm not. I don't think Washington should be worried about Tennessee secondary. At least a corner. They have two good safeties, but obviously in corner, um, they should be able to get what they want. Terry should have the best game of the se- season so far. He should have 100 yards. Fulton, Farley, McCurry, they can't guard Terry, so they need to get him the ball. Um, granted, he might be a little more cute on, in on now that Dawson's out, but Curtis Samuel's still going to be there. Curtis has had a really good year start of the year, too. Definitely get Curtis the ball in the slot. I'd like to see him get some more carries at the backfield, too. Even some more gadget plays out of the backfield, too. We're just throwing it to him. Swing passes, wheel routes, things of that nature. Um, I don't know if Cam Sims or De'Ami Brown is going to start for Jahan Dotson. De'Ami Brown came in pretty consistently after Jahan Dotson got hurt. So maybe Brown's going to be that next guy to step up. Um, I'd like to see both of them get involved early just to get them a little more fuel get for getting back to the plane, getting more action than the most they've had all year. Um, Campson is by far the biggest receiver. I'd like to see him get more run, especially with Dotson out. And Brown, like I said, the young second-year player, third-round pick from North Carolina, definitely want to see him step up too, definitely down the field threat. Maybe they can you know, take a shot down the field to him early in the game to kind of you know, give this team a smart and get them some momentum right out the gate. And I'd like to see Logan get going. I've said a slow start just because of his knee injury, but um, as more and more games he plays, more and more he's going to get back in the game shape and more feel and get that comfortable with that knee again. Get Antonio Gibson McKissick in the run game going. Um, even just also just in the pass game, excuse me. Um, Gibson had a really nice week one. You know, had, I think he had seven catches. McKissick, obviously, I think has 19 catches, third for, I think it's third most in the team. So, uh, might be second, actually. So, either way, get those two involved, um, especially, you know, quick passes are an extension of the run game. So, they do that with those two. That will really help the run game going. The right side of Sadiq Charles and Cornelius Lucas will be the starters. I think they can hold up pretty well. Like I said, I like Lucas the right tackle. And Sadiq Charles, I said, is going to have a tough assignment going up Jeffrey Simmons. But, again, maybe they need to do whatever they can to protect off the edge for uh, Weaver and Autry. But, like I said, Jeffrey Simmons is the main guy to contain. 
Moving to Titans offense, um, Chayla Lewan is out. So Dennis Daly starting at left tackle. Aaron Brewer at left guard. Benji and Jones at center. Nate Davis at right guard. And Nicholas petit Ferre at right tackle. Um, that's an okay group. The Washington defense should you know, be able to make some plays against them. Obviously, you got Tannehill. Derrick Henry still Derrick Henry. Um, Dontrell Hilliard is a backup running back. More of a pass right out of the backfield. Robert Woods is their best receiver. Um, Nick Westbrook-Akina is their other starting receiver, especially with um, Traylon Burks out now for a couple weeks. And then Kyle Phillips, their young fifth-round slot receiver from UCLA. Tight ends is kind of a three-headed monster. They haven't really found who's their number one guy. They have Jeff Swaim. Austin Hooper, um, the former big free agent signing of the Browns, now with Tennessee. Chuizi Okuanwu, the rookie from Maryland, who had a really nice combine and kind of boosted his draft status. Um, Derrick Henry's obviously is what their offense begins and ends with. He has 78 carries, 306 yards. It's good for a four-yard per carry and three touchdowns. And Robert Woods is their best receiver, and his stats are 13 catches, 167 yards, and a touchdown. So they're not throwing the ball very much. It's a really, very, very meager stat line for a top-year receiving leader in yards and catches. So you know, Robert Woods is their only outside threat. Phillips is a nice little you know slot guy. Going forward, he's going to make some plays um, in the middle of the field. Hopefully, St. Jude's can contain him. The defense should finally be able to limit plays down the field. None of these receivers on the outside should scare them. Robert Woods, obviously, is still a good receiver, but he's coming up with 20 ACL. I would have to think this is the week that stops where there's you know deep plays down the field. So um, everything begins and ends with Derrick Henry. If they can limit him, this defense should be able to hold up to maybe 14 20 points for Tennessee and hopefully Washington offense, you know, can make up the difference and give you 21, 24 points. So obviously if Henry goes off and has 200 yards, two touchdowns, they're going to win. But if they can limit to him, even to a hundred yards on touchdown, that will be absolutely vital for Washington to get a win. Um, like I said, Tennessee tight ends are really non-existent. They're not doing a really good job of getting them involved. They're not actually a very good group either. They, they lack skill positions heavily. They need to you know, really invest in that in the off season. Secondary has to hold up. William Jackson, the third and Kenneth Fuller has to be better. Like I mentioned earlier, none of their corners are better than them. They, they have to just – I know it sounds crazy, dumb, but like they just have to play better. They're, it's in them. They're good veteran players. I don't know what's going on. St. Juice has been their best corner so far. Um, and, again, he, he's been solid. He has been amazing, but he's been solid, and that's been better with William Jackson. Fuller giving you – uh, Cam Crow's getting better each week, like I said earlier. He's going to, I think, have a really nice week this week. And at this point, get Derek Forrest more involved, get the three-safety look. This might be the week to do it with more Buffalo Nickel with their run attack. Um, so maybe Forrest comes in, you take out St. Juice or William Jackson, but probably not St. Juice the way he's playing, but maybe you take out one of the other guys, William Jackson or Fuller, um, you know, just to get um, Derek Forrest in the field, especially because he's you know pretty good in the run game, and they can put him at strong and put um, Cam Crow at Buffalo Nickel and some another way to contain Derek Henry. So um, I expect to see more Buffalo Nickel with Tennessee's run attack this week. Having said all that, I'm going to go one more week with these commanders and see if they can turn around this season. They have to get have it. Um, I mean, we know this team starts slow every year, especially under Ron. Um, but this is kind of getting ridiculous here in year three that they're still playing this way. And this is, you know, what this fan base can expect. And obviously they need to turn around quickly to have any semblance of a decent season. So I don't know if the commander is winning 27-24. Um, it will be a close game. Um, the Titans still are struggling. They have a lot of injuries, but they've managed to win two in a row. Washington has a lot of injuries, but they use it as an excuse. Tennessee uses that, you know, they use it as adversary and they overcome it. So hopefully the commanders can do that and, you know, take advantage of a banged up Tennessee team that doesn't have a lot of offensive talent outside of Derrick Henry and Robert Woods.
Moving to fantasy real quick, you got quarterback Zach Wilson for the Jets. Um, he had 18 points last week against the Steelers. Has some good matchups coming up. He has the Dolphins this week. They're going to be a team that seems to pass a lot just because they're going against some teams that are probably going to be beating them. So even if it's garbage points, that's good for fantasy. I think Zach Wilson is someone you consider, um, especially if you're in a super flex league um, or just have a backup on your roster. A couple of running backs, you have Raheem Moster from the Miami Dolphins. He's getting more touches than uh, Chase Edmonds over the last three weeks. They're playing the Jets. Um, he has familiarity with Mike McDaniel, um, so I think McDaniel's comfortable with him. Very, very fast running back. Um, they're definitely more of a passing team with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, but with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, maybe they'll run a little more. Um, Rashad White from Tampa Bay. Um, Fournette had a really poor game last week. They were in a pass, you know, set really the whole game just because they were playing trailing Tennessee, excuse me, Tan- uh, Kansas City. But if you're in a PPR league, Rashad White is someone to look forward, look at. He has five catches and 50 yards last week against the Falcons. Um, and if they're going to, again, go in those gun-and-shoot kind of games, Rashad White's the guy that's going to get a lot more playing time. Then you have Brian Robinson Jr., the commander's running back. He's owned in only 37% of ESPN leagues. But he's going to be the bell cow going forward for Washington. I really you know, think that as soon as he's fully, fully healthy. they got, obviously, Tennessee Titans this week. Um, but you know, maybe by the Bears or even um, the Packers game after that is when he probably is going to be RB1 for Washington. George Pickens, the Pittsburgh Steelers rookie receiver, they got in the second round. Really, really high on him. He shouldn't have slipped to the second round. Really, that ACL injury is what pushed him down that far. He's going to be an absolute stud. I think he's going to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. He had six catches, 102 yards last week. Kenny Pickett's the quarterback there now. They have a rapport. They practice a lot together over the spring and summer, um, being you know rookie, rookies and on the second team. They have the Bills this week. They're going to lose and they're going to have. They're going to be down a lot. So. Pickens is someone that I'm sure Pickett's going to target a lot. Then you have Kadarius Tooney, the Giants running receiver. Biggest thing with him is health and playing time. He's by far the Giants' best receiver talent-wise, but they don't play him. You would think that he's going to get him more now with Galladay hurt and just a, they have a, and certainly Shepard hurt. So I'm assuming Tony eventually is going to get in. He does have a hamstring injury, but once he is healthy, he's probably the Giants' only Giants receiver you really need to consider and own um, going forward. Well, with that, that will include this run-around league episode. The Commanders need to win in the worst way. Need to get one after three straight losses. A win this week and a win next week against the Bears on a short week could really change the narrative of the season going forward. I'll be back next week looking at the Titans game and previewing the Week 6 Thursday night game at Chicago. They have two winnable games in the next two weeks, and they have to capitalize. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.